in the future, a lot of men and women and companies and governments and agencies and groups will want to have partnerships with me. Now, this is a really interesting idea, but because the world is so fucking weird, this podcast is going to be boring. I'm sorry. Now, partnerships are cool. I want to do the cool part first for me because I don't want to do this podcast. It sucks. A partnership might be NASA and a bunch of other space agencies all want to go to space. They realize I can get them to space for an hour and back in an hour because I can go to space in two seconds. And so they might say, hey, Dale, we want to just do like an hour of research. We want you to take us to space. We're going to go in your docking bay. And then we just want to tie a rope and we want to practice using our spaceships on our space suits on your spaceship. You know, some agency or university might say, Dale, I'm just like a regular dude, but I take this class in my university in Africa and me and this college professor, we've been working on this spacesuit for a year now and we think it's going to work. And then I might look at your spacesuit, say, I think it's going to work. And then they might come and do the same thing at the same time in a different docking bay. And they might test their spacesuit. And so all these companies around the world, universities, schools, space agencies, governments, they might all test their spacesuit ideas. And it's cool because they can come in my spaceship and if any danger happens, they just pull themselves in with the rope, close the door, we let the oxygen back in and they immediately are in a place that's climate controlled with air. That's fucking cool, man. It's safe and it's fun to be in space. And then some random dude from Africa, some other like random dude from Ireland, some other random dude from Poland, Nova Scotia, Scotland, some random dude from Japan, someone else from Asia, some random teenage girl. They might all get together and test their spacesuits someday. And then that's a cool partnership. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'll just charge you guys. I just need to get enough money every hour. So I'll just bring one of my small spaceships and I'll charge you guys like $20 for this. That way I get enough money. They're like, that's fucking awesome, dude. So for 20 bucks, they test their spacesuit for their space program. That's fucking cool, dude. What else? A bunch of teenage boys from the United States of America might want to go to Mars and race their RC cars. I'm like, hey, let's do it in two trips. In the first trip, we'll go test it and make sure it works. Well, I'll change anything on my spaceship. I need to give you a radio signal boost. And then on the second round, let's just go fucking crush it, dude. And I might say, hey, NASA, I got an idea. You want to colonize Mars and these teenage boys want to race their RC cars. So they're going to upgrade their RC cars. We figured out a fix. It'll cost $5. And what I want you guys to do is build a gigantic plexiglass room. We're going to put them in there. I'll supply the oxygen and I'll make it fly around like a spaceship and they can follow their RC cars on this track all around Mars. And if anything weird happens, I can put them in a space bay. And so they might do the fucking coolest RC race of all time, racing RC cars up and down and across mountains and valleys and craters on Mars for like five hours, man. And it might be kind of expensive, like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks a person, but it might be the fucking coolest day of their life doing RC cars at least. And NASA gets to test a big space plexiglass room that's air controlled and climate controlled. And they test one thing, the air seals. And I get to test uh, uh, like a flying car technology on Mars, how the space room flies around, the plexiglass room. And those kids have fun. Everyone has fun. So that's a fun partnership, man. And that's reasonable, realistic. I might have to charge a little more money for some events. But most of the time I can do it on the cheap. Later, after this, they might be all over social media and teenage boys and others around the world want to go. And now instead of 20, I have... 10,000 people that want to do it. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. So I 
I'll contact every space agency and they might, a whole bunch of them want to make more plexiglass rooms. I get a second chance to test my flying car technology. And now I take them to space for only $4 a piece and I give them each two hours and they get to race around Mars over mountains, down through valleys, through craters. And it's fucking exciting and fun and cool. They film it on their smartphones. News medias get it. Space agencies get to test their uh, new technology ideas. And that's fun. Now here's another fun idea. Businesses might contact me and say, Dale, we, we're Yamaha, Honda, and Suzuki, and Ducati. All the motorcycle companies might have contacted me, or a bunch of them. Then I might contact the rest, and I might say, hey, are you guys interested in building a space motorcycle? And um, I'll say NASA has developed a plexiglass room, and so if we get your, all your ATVs, the rhinos, the four-wheelers, the motorcycles, <laughs> and um, put one of these plexiglass things around it. You can make one that's all electric. We'll charge it before it goes to space. If it has a charge problem, I can charge it on my spaceship. I have an infinite energy machine that doesn't do pollution. So these companies might contact me and say, hey Dale, we thought of this on our own. We have an all electric ATV and we want to test it on Mars. And we want to do, we've, we scheduled a series of tests. It'll take for us three tests, but we'd really like to do 20. How much is it gonna cost? And I might say, heck, I'll get everyone involved. And then it'll be way cheaper. And I might bring them all to space, all these companies, and they get a whole bunch of employees. And so it might only be 10 or 20 companies, but a bunch of space agencies testing um, their booth, their technology, and a bunch of other astronaut type guys that wanna race these around, including people that work at that company that just like riding motorcycles and four-wheelers and rhinos and other ATVs and golf carts and stuff. And then they might test making man-guided ATV technology so astronauts that go to Mars or any other world where there's not enough air can ride around on four-wheelers and motorcycles and get around on fast travel with motorcycles which are designed for any terrain. A motorcycle can go through almost any terrain. I mean they're perfectly designed except that they fall over and so and all these other ATVs and so these companies might say hey look we're really interested in doing this as a business we never thought of it that much because we never thought we could get to space because the rockets are too fucking dangerous they blow up all the fucking time but we'd actually already worked on this and thought about it a little bit we got drunk and thought about it because we're a bunch of country boys and so we've designed these fucking badass motorcycles and four-wheelers and other stuff and then NASA and the other agencies designed the air sealed room but then Honda's like, you know, and Suzuki's like, you know, and Yamaha's like, you know, we're going to design one too and see if ours is better. I'm like, hey, there's no problem. If you have any problems, I'll supply air and atmosphere and I'll create an automatic uh, seal fix in case there's a leak. And they're like, okay, I don't think we need it. And they come back and design their own. And then we double down. Then they come to space and they get to test out space Hondas, space Yamahas, space Suzukis, space Rhinos, space golf carts, space Ducatis, space Harleys. And people are like, dude, that's fucking awesome, man. I saw a space Harley. And so we test it again and again and again, and now we get to do it for a low price because when my spaceship brings a lot of people, I can charge them a lower price. So those are fucking awesome and exciting projects that I'd really like to do. It'd be super fun. Toy companies might say, hey, we're, we're interested in selling, since you go to space all the time, a couple um, RC cars that are designed for Mars, and we just want to um, design it, but we need to go to space and test it a few times. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. And they're like, we want to make one that's actually designed to work in low gravity, zero gravity, and that kind of stuff, and see if we can make a propulsion system that can get it back on ground if it's low gravity and stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. And then they do all their space tests and shit. And they test it in zero G so they can see how it moves in zero G, then low G, then you know other gravity situations. They're like, man, that was fucking awesome. And then there's a toy for kids. And then when they go on space tours on my space program for $1 per hour, sometimes they might get to go race around on Mars with RC cars. 
boys and girls racing around. There might be some girl going around in a, one of those purple Barbie cars that she sits in, like a bicycle, but it's a car. And she sits around and gets to ride around on Mars once they um, make all of the atmosphere technology kids safe. And so there might be like boys and girls that get to ride around on Mars in little electric vehicles. It'd be the fucking cutest thing ever. People love it. And also RC cars. And so those would be fun partnerships, making affordable things so that families around the world can go to space and have fun experiences. And then one day I might go to the poorest countries in the world and say, hey, you guys can't afford to buy this shit. It's way too fucking expensive. But I've been poor. I know what it's like. So, hey, I'll take you guys to, to space for free today if you guys want to ride around on four-wheelers, ATVs. And I might say, all these other agencies sponsored it. So they're going to provide Ducati motorcycles and Harley Davidsons and this company golf carts and uh, toys for kids. And then we're going to film it. It's going to be like a commercial around the world, how these things work. And you guys can just go because I like you. So me, Dale, I'm going to take them for, um, to space for free. And it's my responsibility that they all are safe. Then all the mothers, fathers, and children in those countries that want to go get to go to space for five hours and fucking race around Mars. It'd be fucking exciting, man, to see like, you know, uh, a mother riding around in one vehicle and then her husband's like fucking hot willing it you know racing through craters on mars dude it'd be fucking sweet and they'll talk about that for years she'll be like you know that day that i got to see you like racing around on mars was fucking fun man and she'll like maybe she's putting around with the kids on mars or something the whole thing be fun he'd be like you're the best mother i love you you're always the mother of my children i love you you know they might have like beautiful sweet moments too like hopefully they always have that anyways and so those are fun partnership ideas now i'm gonna get you guys with the bogus ones now <laughs> Militaries around the world are going to be like, Dale, will you partner with us in a military alliance against our enemies? I'm going to say, no, 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 no. I'm never using my spaceship for war. And they're going to keep asking. Businesses around the world are going to be like, hey, we want to sell our couch to other worlds and our reclining chairs and futons. And I'm like, they don't need it. They already have furniture. I'm not doing space trade. Never. I'm never doing space trade like that. It's never going to happen. They already have all that they need. And all you're going to do is sell them plastic junk at a high price that's low quality. And even if they don't have exactly that model, which I'm going to be honest, a lot of furniture companies have really fucking cool models. I don't want to start bringing it there until you're familiar with all of my policies. Now, here's the truth. I don't like to take things from one world to another. So like if a tree's cut down there, I don't, if I build furniture, I want it to stay there. So I might say to the furniture company, okay, if you're looking for a partnership, here's what I want to do. I want you to use all natural materials. So no plastic, no poly materials, no BPA liner on the, on the leather, no polysynthetic leather coating. It's all natural, the whole design. And, I, and you're going to test it and improve, and I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to prove it before we take it there. Second thing is if you're going to bring it and sell it to other worlds, we're going to go to them. We're going to buy leather and wood from that world and all the cotton and everything that you need, and then we're going to bring it here, and I'll do it on my spaceships, or you can pay companies to build it there, maybe, possibly. See, this is all unlikely. But I'm just saying hypothetically. Then you're giving them wood from their world and cotton from their world. And we're going to go there and grow it. Now you see why I want to build a, uh, my own company doing this. Because I'll do it ethically, responsibly, morally, in a way that makes sense. And companies from the earth don't know how to do that. So I'm, so I'm like, look, if you want to do this, then maybe you can think about it in the future. But right now, I'm not doing anything. And honestly, it's probably a, no, a big no, like no fucking chance. So the answer right now is no. Now here's some more. A bunch of companies and governments and people around the world are gonna say, Dale, give us your space technology for spaceships, building spaceships. I'm gonna say no. They're gonna say, give us your infinite energy machines. I'm gonna say no. They're gonna try to trick me, persuade me. They're gonna try to make deals with me. They're gonna try to bully me. They're gonna try to uh, confuse me. They're gonna try to tempt me to be greedy and sinful. They're gonna try to tempt me to all kinds of things. And I'm gonna say, look, that's never gonna happen. I'm never giving you that technology or that knowledge. I'm never giving it to anyone. 
unless you know my policy regarding that. And that's going to take a lifetime. So it's never going to happen in this lifetime. So the answer is a big solid no. I'm going to be Clint Eastwood. I'm going to draw a line and you're not crossing it. The answer is no. And if you try to go to war against me, I'm going to be the last man standing regarding that. I'm not doing unethical things. Now the next thing is what are they going to do? They're going to want third world companies to build this furniture for a low price so they can sell on another world for a high price. And so that's unethical also. I'm not doing that. That's not fair. People that work can get paid a fair pay for fair work every day. There's no reason to charge them low, uh, to pay them low pay and charge them high prices. That's fucking ridiculous. So I'm not interested in trade at all between worlds. Never. I've considered every option. I've been to most. Um, I've been to many worlds in this galaxy, but I've seen every world in this galaxy. And I'll tell you right now, they have everything they need. There's no reason to do trade. There's a lot of other reasons to go to other worlds, but trade is not one of them. Making money is not one of them. Now, another thing is governments and, and businesses are going to try to get part of my business. They want, they're going to see the potential. A lot of sh um, shrewd business thinkers are going to look at my spaceships and say, okay, if he's going to build 10,000 spaceships and working in six galaxies, there's the potential for my business to be a multi-galactic business that does business on every world in every galaxy, all those six galaxies. That makes my business the biggest business in the world. So a lot of shrewd business thinkers are going to say, let's do iPhones on every galaxy. Or let's do um, their company's sofa. Or their um, glass plates or ceramic plates or paper plates or Dixie cups or something. I'm just like, no, we're not, we don't need to do intergalactic business like that. They have everything they need. We don't need to sell them shit from other worlds right now. It does not need to happen. See, when I, when I have spaceships and I come to the world with space travel... Everyone in the world is going to expect me to be able to fix the world's problems because they expect me to be more wise. And that makes sense. So I have to make wise choices. And so multi-galactic business partnerships does not make any sense. I'll just do it all myself. Now, when I say my business is new, a lot of you are going to be like, yeah, right. Can you really make it um, multi-galactic? Because it's only in this galaxy. And then when I make it in six gal galaxies, you're going to be like, yeah, right. You can't put it in a hundred galaxies. That's too hard. When I, when I first build the spaceship, you're going to be like, yeah, right. You can't make a galactic space program with lots of spaceships. And then I'm going to do it. So a lot of people are going to be like skeptical. And that makes sense. I understand that. I'm not picking on anyone. But a lot of business people are going to be like, you know, if he can make one, he can make any number of spaceships. It's possible. And so they might try to um, get control of my space fleet. They might say, hey, can I administrate your programs for a while? And then they might secretly try to get control of my space program. Looking for business opportunities to get money. They might say, hey, let's take my mining company to other worlds so I can strip mine the world for gold. Or an oil company might say, I want to go get oil and do big oil spills. I'm like, no, you cannot do any of those things. I'm not taking you there for mining and I'm not taking you there for oil. If we go to another world and I um, make furniture there by cutting down trees, I'm going to replant all um, more trees than I cut down. That's how I'm going to do it. But these businesses don't need to be involved. I'm going to do it on my own, ethically. I make wise decisions. Now, there's other decisions I'll have to make. Um, government agencies will want me to put their assassins on my spaceship for a lot of different reasons. It's going to sound weird, but they're going to contact me and say, hey, our secret government agency wants to put assassins on your spaceship because none of your space travel is monitored by the governments and you can deliver them safely to other countries and they can sneak in past international borders. And I'm going to say, look, I have a strict policy. Every time I take you on a space tour, you get off the spaceship before I leave your city. You get off. The spaceship. I'm not taking people across borders because all the governments are going to freak the fuck out, man. 
I'm not doing it. I'm not taking anyone. They might say, well, yeah, one time you did it. I'm like, look, I brought Chinese people to Moscow because they wanted to go on two space tours. They went to Neptune and back, and then I took them to Moscow, and then they went to Saturn and back. And when I was done, all the Russian people got off the spaceship, and all the Chinese people, I brought them back to Shanghai, where I got them from. And so it wasn't like trespassing. They were on my spaceship, man. And then two of them, they want, they've never seen Moscow, so they got on and took a look because they think Russia's cool. Russia thought it was cool. Moscow thought it was cool. The Russians thought it was cool. They love seeing all the Chinese people. They thought it was fucking cool. The Chinese people got to see all these white people from Russia wearing leather jackets and big puffy coat uh, things on the neck. And all the, all the Russian people got to see a bunch of Asian people wearing some fucking cool-ass silk, man. They loved it. It was fucking exciting. But that's not what you're saying. See, they're going to want me to do weird shit. No partnerships with governments at all, ever, with that kind of stuff. Now, what kind of partnerships will I do with governments? I'll take your space agencies to space. Honestly, the main reason is I get a fucking truckload of money because you governments pay huge amounts of money to do things that are very expensive. But honestly, it's going to save you money because I can take you to space in two seconds. You can do all your space testing by just opening a, a door in my space dock and then you can close it and be someplace space safe. When you send a rocket into space, it might cost you $10 billion. It might, when I take you, it might cost you 5000 So for me, that's a lot of money because I'm a cheap ass and I don't waste money. And then your people pay less taxes. And you, they also will see your space program doing cool stuff you always wanted to do. So that's okay. I'll take your space agencies. I'll also take your diplomats to meet other diplomats from other um, countries, but I'm never taking you to other worlds. Governments around the world, if you go to the other worlds, first thing you're going to do is try to make business partnerships, government deals, trade agreements, and all kinds of weird shit. They don't want that. They don't need that. They have everything they need. They don't need to trade with you. They don't need to make deals with you, and you don't need to do bank loans to loan them money so you can get profit from interest. They're not interested in that, and I'm never taking you to other worlds. So I will do government international diplomacy events. That's true. And I'll take you all to space. And I'll show you what space looks like from above. And that means none of you have any secrets. Because when I fly above your country, you know, when I say, look, United States of America, you have trade deals that are oppressing third world nations by buying things from low prices, forcing them to agree that their people can never earn a high wage doing other work. That's unethical. It shouldn't ever happen. It's bad. And then I can show you that all the nations of the world what happened. Extreme poverty. Then I can show how all the diplomats live in the United States. Extreme wealth. So there's no secrets. Look, they're poor because you're weird. And then all the high altitude surveillance equipment. I'm like, look at what these idiots do in the United States. They put bombs in space, bombs in the earth, bombs on missile racks in the earth, bombs on planes, bombs on tanks, bombs on trucks, bombs in missile silos. The United States just puts bombs everywhere. So stop saying all the third world countries are causing you problems. They're not. They just go fishing and they do subsistence living. And so when I do diplomatic international diplomacy, I'm going to spend the whole time saying, you guys are wrong. Stop doing it. <coughs> and then when the, the United States says, uh, we don't think that in Kenya and in the Congo, they're doing the right thing because they, don't ha they haven't accepted our school program for their children. I'm like, look, the government officials in those countries recognize that your school program is teaching people lies, things that are not true, and all kinds of weird stuff about God that's not true, and also a bunch of strange horse shit about government policies and stuff that they don't even have in that country. The children don't need to learn horse shit. They don't need to learn lies. So they rejected it, and they're right.
So for me, international diplomacy sucks because in the world, the governments are filled with a bunch of hypocrites and liars. And then what I'll do is I'll try to make those guys look cool. And I'm like, look, I got all 204 governments from around the world on my spaceship right now. If it's 19,000 people and there's 19,000 people here. So here's what I want you guys to do. Three things. The first thing I want you to do is talk about a project you can do in your country. And I'll tell each of you what it is. And I'll tell them each so that the people, so the poor in their country has food. And then they're going to do it. The second thing is I want you to make a partnership with another country, even if it violates your trade agreements. Make a partnership with a nearby country so that the, you and those people have a reason to talk to each other. It can be work or trade, but I don't like those ideas. It doesn't have to be about money. Maybe what you guys can do is a small project where you and that other country meet to talk about preserving the language in your country, your culture, and also, let's say, uh, adding something about that to the school system. Just something fun and interesting that'll take five minutes out of a child's life. You're adding five minutes to the school system, nothing big. The third thing I want you to do is say that Dale talked about God the whole time. Even if you're an atheist, I want you to go back to your country and say, Dale took us to space and spoke about God. You can say it different ways. You don't have to say it like that, but say that Dale spoke about God. Now, the reason I want you to do this is so that when you and I have a dispute, everyone knows your position and my position. That way, in the future, there's no confusion. In, in your country, people might choose your ways more than mine if they're really sinful. Now, my projects are the best projects. I'll tell you what to do in each of your countries. Here's a list, and I give them a list already. Then I say, I wanna meet with you again 20 more times, and here's a list with 20 more projects you can do in your country so it's better for the poor, for the women, men, and children in your country. And each time we go to space, you can talk and do those things. And then you might look kinda cool. If you don't do it, you're gonna look like a jack-off. So I might do that kind of stuff, but it's stressful and stupid, man. Governments are slow. They take a long time to make big decisions. Then they try to do some big event. Most of the time they won't even do it, but if they eventually do it, they're like, oh, we're gonna add uh, 20 minutes a day to every day of school learning for 13 years. I'm like, you don't need to do that. Just do five minutes in their life. One five minute thing about their history or their culture or their people or people in the nearby lands or something. Just do something cool about people, man. Show pictures of families. So they know what families look like in their country and the neighboring country. Just do something so they know that you're human beings and not always enemies. Don't teach them only war and hate or something. Like, I don't know what it would be. All I'm saying is that it's fucking stressful, man, because governments are hard to work with. Now, I want to do partnerships with universities. They can do university programs. A lot of students and professors and school administration want to do space programs or physics programs or science programs. Now, if they do this, what they can do is contact my company. And I might say, 10 times per year during the semester, I can take you to space. If I can, if I, can I might do this. Then that's a lot of universities. And then they might start their own space program or science program or research program or something else. So one school or two might, I might say, I like you. So you guys can do a diplomacy program. I'll take you to other worlds. You can learn their languages, their culture, never teach them the lies of the world. And then I might do that. 
So they might have an intergalactic diplomacy program at their school. Another school might have zero gravity physics. Another school might have low gravity electronics. Another school might have airlock seals. Another school might have spacesuits. Another school might have air chambers that are sealed for Yamaha four-wheelers only. And another school might work with, like MIT might work with um, robotics or something. Another school might do it just for Ducati. And then there might be school kids that have ideas. It might not be as good as Ducati's or Honda's or Yamaha's or Suzuki's ideas. Because honestly, those men are older and they actually sell products and they have to be useful. But then they might talk to those students. Those students the next year might do it again and build some badass shit that that company fucking loves. Because in the first year, when you're at school, you might think the most important thing is looking smart. But then the company's like, look, man, you do look smart. You sound smart. You are smart. And your idea is cool. But make it more practical, man. And then you, when you make it more practical, they're like, look, now we can sell this on, you know, 500 vehicles that go to uh, Mars or something. Like, they might be able to make a profit, and then they might do your idea. They might name it after you. Your last name might be Johnson. They might call it the Johnson ATV uh, air control system. Someone else might do temperature control in spacesuits. NASA might really like this because they do water cooling. They might look for better ideas. Someone else might do um, a whole bunch of stuff. And I'll write it on my website one day, I'll probably. At least a lot of it, maybe all of it. Another thing would be extraterrestrial contact. Agencies like the SETI group, which I think is Center for... Um, extraterrestrial investigation I think what their main goals was years ago was to make contact with other worlds so when they speak to us we have an answer prepared to speak to them but they probably in the last 40 years have prepared a lot of different things they can say so I might say hey let's start doing some testing with your diplomacy stuff and we might do uh, um, a diplomacy thing first we might test with other countries around the world that speak other languages and have other cultures then we might actually test in other worlds in this galaxy then other galaxies we might actually test their shit and some of those scientists, I might say, look, I don't want you to, I'm not trying to take your job or anything, but I want to hire you to work at my company and I want to teach you how to be a real diplomat, not an earth scientific investigator. And some of them might say, yes, that's the honest truth. So partnership with the agencies might not go well for the agencies. I might hire a few of their employees, but only a few. When I go to space, NASA is going to have to spend a lot of time telling us that their science was wrong for the last uh, 70 years or Actually, about 50, I think. For about 50 years, they've been saying, in this galaxy, there's 100 billion stars or 200 billion stars. But then when I take them out into space, they're going to see about 3,000, about 3,100. And you can count them. There's no doubt because you can count them. And there's a gigantic amount of space between galaxies. I mean, there's no fucking doubt. And then they're going to realize a lot of, they'll have to admit once amateur astronomers are taking photographs of space, NASA will have to admit they've been editing all their space photos and lying about the space out there. And then when you go to space and see what the stars actually look like, you realize the whole galaxy is clean. Over the Earth is full of space garbage from satellites and shit. The Earth's not responsible here and the government's not responsible. They're filling space with garbage. And then you see there's no radiation around any world except for Earth. And we have it because they detonated a bunch of nuclear bombs and it's called the Van Allen Radiation Belt. We're the only world in the galaxy that has radiation above the earth, above the world. No other worlds have it. Earth has it. And then NASA's going to have to admit there's not a bunch of rocks in space colliding into each other. There's no primordial soup. Space is mostly empty. There's, not, there's no chaos anywhere. And they've been editing space photos the whole time. If I go to space and take a picture from my spaceship, 
You can compare it to their satellite images. It's completely different. Their satellite images are edited and that's the reason they're grainy and low quality. If you come on my spaceship, you can take a better picture with your iPhone. Their satellite imagery sucks. It's grainy and low quality, so you can't see what's actually out there. They don't want you to see all their space satellites going around fucking up the solar system. They want to fill the solar system with space garbage and then the galaxy. And I'm going to go out and collect it and bring it back to the Earth and dump it on NASA's front lawn and say, collect your space garbage. Stop ejecting fuel canisters out in space. So, partnerships with me is mostly gonna be me saying no! But, some companies might have fucking cool ideas, man. They might say, look, your spaceships are cool, but you can design them better. I'm like, show me what you got, man. I'll give you some examples. There's a bunch of companies, or a few in the Earth, that are already designing futuristic spaceship lobbies. Rooms for spaceships, with futuristic spaceship design. And if you Google it, you can find it by typing, um, let me remember, take me a second. Just give me one second, I'm almost there. Go to Google Images and type Spaceship Interior Design. There's a whole bunch of companies and private people making cool spaceship interiors. Man, they're fucking cool, dude. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. If I have this shit, I will look so fucking impressive in my spaceships. These, the first image is called Outstanding Spaceship Interiors in Film. And these movie company makers make these fucking incredible sets, man. One day, I might find a use for every single button, display, switch, control, terminal, station, bay, everything, seat. And then I might make spaceships that have that shit, man. I'm gonna, and then I might say, look, dude, you're a fucking movie director, but here's a fucking pocket full of money, man. Here's a grip of cash. My gratitude for designing it in that movie was fucking cool, dude. And you built it for a movie. I built it in a spaceship. And I'm going to name it after you. And it's going to be named after you forever. You're the one who made it. Thank you. Please get everyone who was on that movie, especially those that designed it with you. If they designed it, I'm going to give them a kickback. Everyone else, I'm going to give them a bottle of wine. We're going to go in my spaceship and they can fucking kick it in my spaceship and even use the controls, dude. They all work. The next one is called Space Perspective Reveals Design for World's First. And I don't even know what the rest says because the Google cut it off. And honestly, I think this room sucks, dude. But if I ever use shit like this, I might go to that person and say, I think it, I use some of it. Number three, modular stylized spaceship interior, low poly. Dude, it looks like the Alien movie. It fucking is weird and bland and I love it. I can't explain it, but a lot of the stuff's cool. So I might pay this person to say, look, take all the stuff in this room that's cool, make it better and I'll pay you. And then I'll design a room in a spaceship that looks just like that. It'll be fucking sweet, dude. Next one loves the look of the Alien spaceship interior. One day I might put it in a room. Next, Virgin Galactic reveals incredible design. I'm not gonna lie, I like their design. I think it's weird, but fucking cool, man. I might do on my spaceship design a transport ship that looks close to this. Another one, then another one. I don't know who made it, but it looks like Star Wars video game where you go through a bunch of weird interlocking sealed bay door laboratories and shit. Look, man, my scientists would fucking love it if they had a couple rooms like this that just 
looked, here are some white research labs. Here are some gray ones. Here are some black ones. Here are some green ones, some brown ones, some red ones, some yellow ones, some blue ones. People might like that shit, man. It all looks different. It's color coded. It's got big numbers. It's easy to read. They might say, look, we do some cool uh, lab experiments in there. It's fucking sweet. Let's go in there. And they might fucking go in there and test ray beams and shit and energy shields. It'd be fucking sweet, man. Next one is a fucking bland, depressing thing in space. Someone in my spaceship might want a room like this and I might build it someday. Next one is a private jet design. I'm going to be honest. It looks too lavish for me. But things about this do look cool. Uh, I'm going to skip around now. Um, and so these are some really cool ideas. Now, the next thing you can Google search if you want to be a company that partners with me for this is you can go to... Um, Just a second, I want to taste it, uh, test it to make sure it's right. Here we go. Spaceship Command Center, and then the next search is Command Center or Command Center Room. On this one, Spaceship Command Center, there's a bunch of cool-looking rooms, man, and they have all kinds of cool lights and stuff. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret. I've already invented technology that's very similar to holographic technology, but it's not a blue light. It's not like lit. It's, just, it's more like visible. So it doesn't look like this, but I can do a lot of holographic displays in my spaceships. I only do one right now. It's my galaxy map because I don't really see a need to do other holographic displays. But in the future, I might do that shit, man. In fact, I might just get rid of computer monitors one day and just do hologram displays. Uh, but then I might say I like both, honestly. I might go back to flat displays because you can see it's a display. It's not kind of... Once you see my stuff, it'll kind of make sense if you ever see it. So there's all this like futuristic command center stuff. And it's like... Honestly, it's kind of bland, but then when you go to just the search command center, you can see what's already being done. People are already doing all kinds of innovation or design, they might say, but I just say like design of cool looking rooms for interesting stuff. And so a lot of these are kind of interesting. Some look bland, some look boring, some look interesting, some look appealing, some look well lit, some look overly crowded, some look spacious and interesting. Okay, I'm gonna skip what I said, and next we're gonna go to spaceship design interior. You can see people have been doing schematic blueprints for spaceships. They're looking at all this stuff. Now for my design, no one ever needs to design a spaceship engine or propulsion system for me ever. So they don't have to even think about rockets and shit. They can just think about what's fucking cool to look at or what's useful. My, my engine, you can call it an engine if you want. You can propel the spaceship, I don't call it an engine, but you can call it that. It's really high technology, so I have different ways of talking about it. But they might say, dude, make one that looks like the fucking um, Ebon Hawk in the Star Wars video game. Like, all right, I'll do it, just for fun. People might love that shit, man. And um, someone else might say, do, do, do Star Wars, do Star Trek, do uh, the Death Star, do the, um, the, the evil looking ships, do the cool looking ships, do the peaceful ships, do, and I might just do some of these just for fun. And then I might land them on the earth, I'll take my engine out of it and stuff, but then I might fly it around, do like a space tour, and then like it'd be fun. Let me tell you how this will work, because you'll fucking love it. So if you're actually interested in a partnership, keep listening. If you're not, you don't have to. It's fine. But this would be super fun. Imagine that there's a teenage boy that worked with his father to design a spaceship, and um, another father that requested, and a mother, and kids, and another family they request I make a bike for a little girl that flies. So I make a pink bike for a six-year-old girl that goes one inch above the ground. So she pushes one button, it turns it on. Another button, it goes up one inch, and that's all, it never goes higher than that. And then another control to go forward and back and stuff. And then she's on this fucking pink bike. 
and then she like hits it and she's going like on be honest slow for a kid the whole time like slow for us but like for a kid like whoa dude so like level one she's like going like whoa dude she's like fucking intense you know and then she hits it level two level three level four level five level six level six would be like the maximum speed that's safe for a six-year-old that's not dangerous no danger so she's like hit level six like she puts her head down but you know she's wanting to put the ground she's got a fucking flying bike she can't keep it the reason is people around the world will, will fucking murder that whole family to steal that bike and get that technology so I might go there, show the bike. She might ride around it on for an hour. I might drink some wine with the family, eat some pizza or something. We put it on YouTube. And then I take the bike and I put it in a museum. I take all the technology off. But people can see the design. And then I go to someone else. And this father and this son, and they decide, they decide to design a uh, spaceship. And they, let's say they saw the science fiction show Lost in Space. The original, that's what the dad saw. And the new version, they both saw it. And they decide they want a spaceship like the new version for their family in case they ever go to another world. Because they think it's a really cool show and fun. I'm like, all right. So they design it how they want it and they make it completely different in a lot of ways, but it's still really cool and fun. So I take them to the spaceship, teach them how to use it, give it really simple controls so there's no danger. And then we actually film the whole thing. I land it in their yard. We film that. Then they get inside, they act like they're loading all their stuff, but it's, let's say it's camping stuff or something, I don't know, hotel stuff. And then they go up in space, the whole family flies it, there's four pilot chairs, they all do different jobs, they fly the ship, it goes all the way to another world, it lands, and then they get out and they camp for the night in like tents or something. And then it kind of unpacks and unfolds with robotics, and then it's like a living house. And then they get to live in that house for like three days. One night camping and then three more days living on another world in this cool, lost in space house. And then we bring it back and we travel around the galaxy and they spend a couple days lost in space because it's part of the show. And then we come back, land them at their house and it's all fun. So it's like a six day trip or something. And then I land that spaceship in a big museum, like a spaceship gallery protected by soldiers and stuff so nobody steals my designs. And I take the motor off so no one can steal it. It doesn't fly. There's no electricity. The controls don't work. And for everything, I'll use as much Earth technology as I can, so it's nothing to steal. It's all just like Xbox controls or something. And then, um, and then, let's say I do one more just for fun. And then someone else says, do Star Wars. And so I find everyone that worked on the original Star Wars movie and I make as many spaceships as I can, at least one, the one that they flew in the movie. I forget what it's called, but I would make that one. And all of them talk about the design. They all come and they help build it, design it. They do the work again, they get paid. And I'm the one who make it, makes it go. And then we fly it around the galaxy and then we make a whole Star Wars kind of movie a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And it's like all these people from the movie. So it's fucking exciting, man. And then we come back to the earth and like part of this journey is like landing at their house and we pick up every actor from every movie that's ever been made. All nine movies. I think it's nine. We pick them all up and take them in space in this fucking, so it's like all the actors, your favorite people that were in the movie, but also directors, producers, film crew if they want, but definitely all the actors because that'll be really fun. Everyone will recognize them. We take them to other worlds and they can do other shit if they want. Do like lightsaber battles or something. Maybe in the future I'll make a lightsaber thing with my technology, but nothing that'll hurt someone. No weapons. I'm not making weapons. 
But they get to do this whole fun thing. They go to space. We drink wine. They eat food and stuff like that. We talk about this fun idea. And then we come back, land it, take them to their house, put it all on YouTube. And then I land that spaceship in the Spaceship Museum. So then in the Spaceship Museum, I might be cool interior designs from interior designers, cool people that designed command centers, cool people that designed uh, spaceship lobbies, cool people that worked on Star Trek, Star Wars. I might do this with the Star Trek ship, the Star Wars ships. I might do this with other sci-fi movies. And then there might be a cool museum gallery with spaceships that actually flew a flying bicycle, a flying skateboard, a flying car, a DeLorean. And then they can see stuff that actually flew. People think that's a really fun thing. Even if it's only for a short while, short-lived, the Earth might consider that to be part of Earth culture forever. And it'd be so fun to keep that stuff for a thousand years or more. Because spaceships can last a long time. It's metal, dude. Just keep it dry and clean. So that would be a fun project. People would like it. There's a museum. People can go look at it. Every now and then I can do space tours for Star, Star Wars fans. I can go to Star Trek convention. And I can get a Star Trek Enterprise and pick them all up. And we can do a giant Star Trek convention in a Star Trek ship, man. It'll be the fucking coolest Star Trek convention ever. And they can still make the money for the convention. They just do it in my spaceship. And they get to go to space and do like fast space travel and shit. People will fucking love it because it's fun, man. Life can be fun. So if we can do it in an affordable way that's not too expensive, I might have a Star Trek ship that does space tours and a Star Wars ship and also my designs. And so if you're interested in spaceship design, give me like 20 years, man. And if you have an idea that is really cool and wait till I have a couple spaceships and some money because it takes a lot of money to build a spaceship and then we can start to build this shit. It'll be fucking epic, man. One day, I might make a really simple spaceship design that doesn't go as fast so it's not as dangerous and then people might design the whole thing. I might say, you know, there's like 300 people in the world that are always sending me spaceship design ideas, the ones that send them the most. So I might say, I want all of you to work together to design one spaceship. And then they can go up in space and fly it all the time. And then they can learn to fly it and do the space tours. And people can get up there and see this one design. It'll be really popular on the internet. People will see this cool design. It'll be, they'll love it, man. That kind of stuff is fun, just to do a spaceship every now and then. Once I get my program going. So if you're interested in partnership, think about kids. Think about dads. Think about moms. Think about little girls. Think about little boys. Think about families. Think about what's fun. Think about what's interesting. It doesn't have to be expensive. You don't have to design the engine, the air, oxygen systems, the electricity. I'll do all of that. Just do the cool shit, man. And then we'll make it fun. We plan to make it fun. And that's why all my work is designed into projects. My project is a bunch of stuff that we can do. One task is that I, you guys design it, and I got that. The next task is to build it. And then my task is to make it go through space. I put in my engine and shit. You can call it an engine. And then... The next task might be called publicity in the earth, but I'm not going to call it that. It's more like fun, man. Space tours. Then people will fucking love it. I might say, hey, all around the world, I'm going to schedule my new spaceship. It was designed by people in the earth. It can hold, let's say, 300 people. I'm going to go to cities around the world. And then in Shanghai, they might be like, fuck yeah, dude. We've been waiting to go on this spaceship. They might all be dressed in anime. There might be an anime space store on a fucking spaceship designed by people in the earth. That's so fucking interesting. Fuck, that'd be interesting, man. So I'm interested in things that are interesting, things that are fun for families. 
And people love this shit. So if you have a passion for this shit, maybe one day you're a promoter that promotes musical bands and you're like, look, man, I can promote your spaceship program. I'm like, great, here's what we got. We got a spaceship that's a replica of Captain Janeway's uh, spaceship in the Star Trek TV show. This is the first one we're gonna work on. And then he might find people that are interested and he might travel around the world and every day he might do a couple of space tours around the world and tell people aren't interested, then we park in the museum. And then we do the same thing with Captain Picard's ship or something else. And then the next one is Star Wars. The next one's Star Trek. The next one's the Alien movie. The next one's other um, TV shows like Lost in Space. And so they do TV shows, video games. People will fucking love that, man. Especially like modern video games. Then one day I might make a habitable kind of place like the Halo game where they can go up there and play like paintball or laser tag. But it has to be done so it's an affordable price so even the very poor can go and do it. It cannot be only for elite rich kids that live in rich countries, that have rich parents, that work for rich governments, working for the New World Order. That cannot be. It has to be affordable. So the first part of the project is designing everything. The second part is redesigning over and over until it's affordable. And then we're also redesigning it to make it look cool. And so it's fun, it looks cool, and it's affordable. So it is cool. So no one feels like a dork. They don't have to wear like weird looking jackets or something. It's fun and it's cool and it's affordable. And then I hopefully can do it for a dollar. So I might build this whole giant fucking space station the size of the Halo universe. Take them there. They play paintball or laser tag or something for a dollar for an hour. And I bring them back to where they're from in the earth. And everyone in the world can afford it. It has to be affordable. It has to be cool. It has to be fun. It has to be for families. But then if you guys do that, I'll do the hard engineering. I'll build the Halo universe. I'll build the Half-Life universe. I might build giant space stations where you can go up there and part of the space station is NASA type researchers doing space research. The other part is gigantic rooms where you can relive the Half-Life video game and shoot aliens or something. I'll do the, I might do the hard part. And if I have trouble, a lot of you in the earth might be real creative and you might have one idea and a thousand other people might have the other thousand ideas and then we might make it work. And if I can charge a dollar for an hour, then it can happen. So I might do all of this hard engineering that you might call scientific engineering, but you might do a lot of it too. And then people might come to me with cool ideas. And I might do it. So that's real partnerships that I'm really interested in. I'm not interested in like world government drama. I'm not interested in doing war. I'm not interested in assassins. I'm not interested in all that dumb horse shit. I'm not interested in building space weapons that destroy things. One day somebody might say, Dale, let's go to space and make something like bumper cars where everyone can go on a spaceship and pilot it in themselves at slow speed and empty space. And they can practice flying around like bumper cars or like space tag, but no weapons that hurt people. If they crash their spaceships together, they don't get hurt. It's all low speed and it's a fucking exciting, fun thing. One day it might be possible for an affordable price. I'm gonna tell you right now the truth. I think that'd be super fucking fun, man. I'd like that. You know, and then one day it might be like Star Trek. One person says, we, we have an energy for shields or for weapons. And it's like laser tag. No one gets hurt. It's like a pretend weapon. And so like they're like having like pretend somebody gets to be the Enterprise and someone else gets to be the Klingons and someone else gets to be, I don't know what the other Star Trek stuff is. I don't know Star Trek that well. Honestly, I'm more interested in spaceship design. I'm not interested in sci-fi as much, but I like sci-fi. And so we might just like have fun things in space. It's like fun for families. But I'm mostly interested in pizza parties, knowledge of God's magnificent creation, knowledge of God, knowledge that all things are possible, that believers aren't stupid, 
I'm a believer, I can build spaceships, you can't, that means I'm smart. And so I'm interested in fun, I'm interested in cool, and there's a lot of men and women doing all of this cool work already, design and all build it, all make it, all spend my money doing it. And then I'll make it fun for everyone in the world that wants to go. One day, a bunch of girls might be like, look, you're building all this weird shit for boys. It's like bumper cars and, and laser tag Halo video games and Half-Life. Make something fun for girls. And I might say, what do you want? And I'm not going to lie. I might one day take women to Paris, France so they can eat snails. Women like that weird shit. I don't know why. Mostly liberals probably, so I'm not going to do it probably. But then one day I might make a fucking pink spaceship and a bunch of girls might put around and fucking legally blonde the movie clothes in the fucking pink spaceship and have a fucking girl time. I might say, hey ladies, let's go in space and have a fucking um, uh, Barbie car party or something. I don't know what women want to do, to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Women are interested in the same stuff as men. Men just fucking ruin it for women. Because when women do it, you degrade them the whole time. So one day I might make fucking really exciting space entertainment. Women aren't just a bunch of whores that want to dance all day. That's not true. They are not a bunch of whores. Women don't want to just fucking get drunk and dance all the time. Although everyone likes it when women get drunk and dance, actually, probably. Because it's fun. But also, um, they don't only want to do TikTok dances, but TikTok dances in space will be very popular. But also, they, they are interested in the same things as men. They're just not as violent. So if women do space laser tag, then they expect men to treat women with courtesy, dignity, and respect, and to never touch them. But men do the opposite of all four things. You're not courteous, you're not respectful, you don't treat them with dignity, you treat them like whores. You hit them and you hurt them. Men always hurt women when you do stuff like this. And you touch them, stop touching women. And then you might see women doing a lot of stuff that men do. Women are interested in doing it, men just ruin it. So don't touch women. So, and if you, anyways, I don't wanna get on that, I'll talk about other stuff, but the point is, I'm interested in a lot of very interesting things for partnerships, but you gotta be cool, you gotta be fun, it can't be just for profit. I probably should say a lot more, but I'm not going to, this podcast is stressing me out, so that's the end for now.